Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor, and creator of Conscious Leadership, and property investor living in the UK. Today, we have the absolute delight and pleasure of an interview with Matt Elwell of the Elite Closing Academy. I know Matt from, well, I know Matt from the Elite Closing Academy, and Matt has been training me on sales and closing over the last year, maybe, year-ish, as part of the mastermind that I'm on with Nick James. Um, And I've got your three-day online training next week as well. Cool. So, um, welcome, Matt. Um, I would, I'd I'd actually don't know where to start because I'm not the best seller in the world. (laughs) And I know you are. um, And I really want you to share your magic with my audience on Conscious Leadership, um, yeah, on YouTube, on Instagram, uh, to my audience, because I I know you're really good at what you do. And I know you are, you deliver it in a really heartfelt way as well. So maybe just as a start, could you tell us just, I don't know, a snippet of who you are and how you got to be a world-class salesman closer that you are, because I know you are, because I've yeah, I've got more information on you, which I'll share as we go through the interview. How did you get to where you are now? Well, firstly, thank you very much for having me and, and for those oh, you're welcome. lovely, kind words. You're, you're always someone that's uh, kind to me, uh, giggling away in my trainings and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's not giggling at you. That's giggling at me going, yeah, I've got a lot to learn. <laughs> so, look, I mean, um, firstly, I just want to pick up on, on the sort, sort of word conscious and a little bit on what you touched on. I'm a massive believer, Julie, as you know, that the world has to review the way it sells and closes. And I think the first thing to say is that to give context to your audience, it is important that uh, everybody understands that selling and everything that happens during the sales process, whether it be, you know, an exchange of marbles in a market in India or whether it be, uh, an exchange of uh, cash in uh, the centre of New York, or whether it be it does, doesn't matter where you are in the world, everything that happens prior to exchanging money and actually getting a proposal together it is sales. And everything that happens after a written proposal is closing. And I think it's really important that people understand that selling and closing are two totally different skills. That's the first thing yeah. to say. And I think the second thing to say is that a human being. Um, the heart that you're given has 60 times more power than your brain, which is more energy than, than your brain and your head. Yeah. And I think what, what I see is the best way to, to have a sales interaction, sales conversation, is to utilise your heart and your head. You see, um, when it makes logical sense, and there's an emotional connection. That's where humans do business with other humans. And remember, businesses, corporate businesses are humans. Uh, small businesses are people. Big businesses are people. It's all about people. And interestingly, um, around the globe today, only 7% of all global sales on a day-to-day basis is done without humans online. The other 93% is done with human interaction. So being able to utilize your energy as a human in a sales process is critical. And I learned all this stuff, uh, knocking on doors as a door knocker, uh, many, many <laughs> moons ago in the wonderful city of Birmingham, which was pretty gray back then, uh, an industrial, it's now beautiful and international. Um, but I, I know the city like a street rat uh, through hard work and knocking on doors and, um, that was my upbringing and uh, worked in the photocopying industry, which, which was pretty brutal. Hard. But I was lucky because 
I had a great um, a mentor, a manager who believed in great training. So some of the skills I teach to this day and utilize to this day, I learned when I was 17, 18, many, many moons ago. And then for 16 years, I had my own uh, retail business uh, selling tiles and bathrooms with my family, which is still there to this day. And I also have a property company with my brother where uh, we, we did sort of quite a big deal with Tesco Express and Morty Seven Figure. Uh, rental with them so that, that's kind of my background in a nutshell it's interesting I just want to pick up on one of those figures you've just so uh, thank you for that and my head my background is accountancy so my head goes figures facts evidence so only seven percent of sales are actually done online without that human interaction that. yeah yeah Humans, that's it. humans that's it. that includes Amazon, it includes like everything. Human beings wow. need other human beings. We're designed to interact. Yeah. And of course, trust comes from within. And you know, we've got really powerful tools as humans in, yeah. in the sales process. For example, um, the most powerful tool, or one of them, is uh, your voice. And remember, we don't actually need our own voice to survive. We, we could talk to ourselves. If we lived on a desert island for 100 years on our own, we could talk to ourselves in our head. Or sometimes you can hear yourself in your heart. Um, but our voice was given to us as a gift to communicate with others about what we're feeling inside and what we know. Um, so, you know, that's a powerful tool. And a computer can't do that for you. Uh, it can do a bit of it, but it, it can't get it across in the same way. Of course, the other powerful tool we've got is we no longer have phones to use. We've got computer phones. So um, we don't have to hide behind emails and um, yeah. never speak to people. No, we've got so much power, our physiology, the way our mind works, the way our heart works, the our spiritual energy, what tonality says about us uh, and to other people, the power of language. All of these skills are being given to us for free. And if you're not careful, you can, you can spend, you can hide behind the computer and, and at some time you're going to have to come out from behind the desk and from behind the computer and start speaking to humans and using all of the skills that, that, that you've been given. Yeah, I just want to, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, picking up on what you've just said about the spiritual energy, I mean, I I think, personal thought process, that lots of people when they think about selling and closing, and I value that they are different because I've learned that from you, I would not have known that. When you pick up on the spiritual energy and the fact that we are humans and that we crave the interaction, we're pack animals, we're herd animals, so we crave the interaction and we also crave, if we're not the leader, like as a, an alpha male, female, we're not the leader, we crave to belong to a pack. When you talk about spiritual energy, how does that connect when we are utilising the skills that you teach and train as part of your academy to all of us that are in either business for ourselves or entrepreneurs or property investors or you in corporate, and I know you're working with one of the biggest digital agencies in the U in the US. Um, I know you work across internationally. I know you work with you know um, individual experts in their own field to multi multi seven eight ten figure million pound organisations. So I know you cut across a lot of fit, a lot of um, size business. What do you mean when you talk about spiritual energy and how do you suggest that people connect that? Because a lot of people I know wouldn't have a clue what spiritual energy was. Yeah, great. So uh, firstly, I mean, massive question. Yes, how I know. How long have you got? Um, <laughs> <aren't> they? <laughs> but look, I think, I think look, firstly, what, what I would say is everything in sales Everything in doing a deal, everything in, in creating long-term, long-lasting relationships, business in life, in my world, comes down to one thing. And, and you, can, you can cut this up as many times as you want. It comes down to energy. It comes down to the, the passion and desire you have within you 
Yeah. And in my world, it's about sales and it's about collaborating and it's about building long-term relationships. How much drive do you have? What energy do you have inside you to make that happen? And that's what I refer to as spiritual energy. It's, it's based around passion. I genuinely believe that I'm on this planet and have been given the opportunity and the blessing of life to teach others, entrepreneurs and leaders, uh, experts in their field, team leaders, sales directors, business owners, whatever, that I am here to teach how to sell using your heart and your head, using brilliant, powerful questioning, uh, understanding, having a genuine desire to understand what other businesses and other people might possibly need from your product or service, and then deciding whether or not on a human-to-human -human level, business-to-business -business level, there's a relationship that looks great long-term so that it's a win for them, a win for you, and a win for the universe. And, and I believe that is how you sell. That's how you sell. And, and when you put all the hard work into that, that energy and drive and passion to actually understand what others need from you, uh, from your product, from your service, from your relationship, whatever it might be, that, that requires energy. Now, you can, you can be great at marketing, you can be great at talking, you can be great at, at selling, you can, be, you can have all of the skills, but it's, it's how much do you want to implement then skills in order to get results? Because look, the thing that drives business, the thing that drives leadership is success. Success yes. drives success more than anything else. And, and the, the most powerful, to, to finish this question off, the most powerful thing we have in our locker is to decide and take action through energy. Yeah, it's interesting you saying that. I was um, coaching one of my clients this morning, or I was having an email conversation with one of my clients this morning talking about actually booking the next appointment. And um, I messaged her to say, you really need to put yourself on your to-do list look after yourself because you're because we were struggling to book the appointment in um i said to her that if you don't look after you you can't really look after anybody else so we've got we've now got the appointment booked in because it was a bit of a wake-up call and just picking up on what you were saying there about um the passion um and working with the energies which I totally agree with, by the way, absolutely totally agree with that. How, how, if somebody's not congruent, so they're not working with their own real, true personal energy, they're not working with their own real, true, true passion about what they do and how they do it, or even the subject um, that they're working with to sell, to close, to serve, Ah, it's, this is actually very interesting. How would you, what's the process people go through for with, with you as part of your um, training to sell congruently, to sell with passion, to sell the product that really is in tune with them? You know, if you've, you've said you've been knocking on doors as a, as a child, you used to sell photo in the photocopying world. How did you, and that's a hard industry, I, yeah, I understand that. How was you, how did you really grab your passion to do that versus selling tiles or training or um, cars? How, how did you work your passion through, if that makes sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think many people... Uh, out there will know will know where you're coming from with that question. I mean, look, at the age of 17, 18, I did not have the passion or didn't have the awareness uh, yeah. of what I believe I was born to do now. Uh, and I was passionate about getting out and, and finding a sales job and uh, having yeah. enough money to, to go to the pub on a Friday night with my mates, bottom line. Um, but, but all of those experiences were, yeah. were amazing and led me to where I am today. And look, I realised, actually, that uh, my... Uh, my moment where where I, I realised what my passion was was um, in April 2017, and I'd been working in a family business 
for 16 years and we'd taken it from uh, a tiny little turning over, you know, a few hundred quid a week um, to seven figures within nine years. So from March 2000 to 2009 and uh, we managed to buy a piece of land and, and actually build a 6,000 6, square foot two-story showroom on there in the middle of the recession, yeah. uh, which was which was interesting. A lot of learning there. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd done a, a big deal with Tesco Express to rent the ground floor of the property out, which was great. And I started to become just a little bit stale with yeah. inside me. And there was a burning desire actually to teach and to coach and to serve and help and share others. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how it could possibly be a business. You know, I've got a great life with a, a really nice salary. Uh, it was 50 metres, my business was 50 metres from my front door in the village that I live in in the south of Birmingham. Uh, you know, on the surface, it was all good, but underneath, I was feeling a bit frustrated. I was feeling a little bit, like, penned in. And um, I actually watched my uh, my uncle, God bless him, Peter, um, a South African dentist, uh, left apartheid uh, a long time ago and came to England with nothing and... and he picked up uh, with just a few weeks after retiring, after 41 years, very sadly uh, had a, a brain tumour and died within about 12 weeks. And I can remember him passing away and um, yeah. he was such a wonderful human. Um, and to this day, still impacts my life every day. And I remember him passing away and I remember just thinking, if that happened to me, um, what would my headstone say, you know, Hairline is Matt Elwell. It probably doesn't add up to quite as much as he should. And um, that was a really big moment in my life, actually. And it, it was like, I'm done. I need to go away and find whatever this is and turn it into something. And, yeah. you know, my advice to any conscious leader, to any leader, to any entrepreneur, to anybody listening to this, is that um, you, you must work towards your passion. What are you passionate about? Because when, when you're passionate, passionate about something like I am now. You know, I've recently written my first book, Open With A Close, which is about uh, all of these experiences and how do you close a deal using your heart, using using your head as well and, and asking great questions. But it's 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 it comes naturally, even though writing books doesn't come naturally, but the, the, the content comes naturally because I'm passionate about it. So my advice to anybody um, is to keep searching for your passion until... It, it drops because the interesting thing is inside you, it just takes time to come out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I was talking to somebody else this morning and I think the word for it now is a portfolio career, which means you do one thing, then another, then another, then another. Um, whereas I think she was yeah. describing it as um, jumping from one thing to another to another, but it's now a portfolio career. I um, So just picking up on what you were saying there, the... I think I heard you say, I think I heard you say, um, go out and find the thing that really makes you tick, that you're really passionate about, because then you can, well, you, you're being true to who you are and what you are and, and how you do what you do. Um, mm. And, of course, I suppose from my perspective, so, again, my first book was on the life-changing magic of setting goals. So I believe exactly what you're saying. If you want to do something, you can. I truly believe that. The second book I've just written is about stress, the reality of stress, because I truly don't believe anybody needs to suffer from stress. Uh, we just need to walk towards whatever's causing it and, and mend that, whatever that is, uh, which is quite often having a conversation with somebody and standing up for yourself um, in a you know, professional way. Um, on that, on that, thinking about that, so I know you run training courses and I know they're really very good. Um, and I do know they're very good because I've obviously sat in on a few of them. If somebody wanted to change their, um, life, you know, they, they have a passion. We all still need to earn money. So, and thinking that you have changed your career and you have gone from, you know, selling the um, the photocopiers to having your own um, business to doing what you do now. Piece of advice for somebody that actually truly wants to change what they're doing. So they may have a corporate role. They may have a corporate job at the moment. 
um, but they want to go out and work for themselves. They want to take charge of their own life. A piece of advice from you to them to do that. Yeah, good question. I've got I've got more than one piece actually because it's just how I did it. Um, the first thing I, I would do is you've got to, the first thing you've got to do is decide. Uh, you can't do anything until you've decided. So you've got to make a decision um, that you're going to do it because I I spent probably five or six years not deciding. Yeah. And probably wanting, not probably wanting to do something else. Yeah. And all the trappings of having a good family business and a pension and a 50 meters away from the house and a great salary and all of that stuff that they, they were, I was hanging on to them yeah. because it's security. It's safe as um, well, isn't it? It's what, it's what I knew. Yeah. Um, but the burning underlying thing was, Hey, there's more for me. And it took the death of a wonderful human being um, for me to realize that, the one thing that we, we don't have is is uh, knowledge of how much time we've got. Yeah. Time is the currency of life, right? So we don't know how much currency we've got when it comes to time. And and that was that was a big thing for me to decide, no matter what, I'm out, I'm doing something else. And that was a big moment. Now, it's all very well for those people listening and, oh, well, it's okay, because I did get paid out um, and had cash in the bank to have some time off, okay? Um, and, and, and that's, that's helpful. So actually, and I've helped a number of people through this is if you've decided that you are going to take the jump, uh, but cash is the number one thing, remember cash and money is a resource. So my advice is find, be resourceful and find a way of giving yourself 12 weeks of cash of monthly bills yeah. that if you find yourself a little pot to go, Hey, that's 12 weeks no matter what. Um, and then search for your passion. Because interestingly, if you've got five years of money, you don't search. No, you're right, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, had, I had fair, you know, I had fair amount of time, but the passion was so, so much, you know, that it, it sort of, it, that was my driver. But yeah, so if you give yourself a little bit of breathing space, great, but look, make a decision, um, give yourself a, a bit of breathing space if you can, um, the next thing, there's two more. The next thing is involve other people on this transitional moment in your life. So ask yourself, who do I know right now that I can talk to that can inspire me, that's already done this, that's jumped, that's created another opportunity for themselves? Who do I know that can support me? And often you you will know them. Um, yeah. And like that's involve others in the decision, not the decision to move, but the, once you've decided, but involve other people in, in how, how it happens and, and their experiences, talk about it, share and look to collaborate and understand from others. That, that was really helpful, involve others. And the last thing is get some training in, in yeah. the field that you want to move towards. Um, I, I took a business coaching course, so I involved somebody else, my sister, she, I, I picked up the phone and thought, who do I know? Because I wanted to become a professional coach in some way or a trainer. Well, who do I know right now who's already a trainer or a professional? Oh, my sister. So I involved my sister, picked up the computer phone and said, sis, how are you doing? I've had a few months off. I'm really interested in t taking all the passion around sales and running my own business and doing deals under pressure. And I want to take that and teach it to someone. How could you possibly help me? And she said, We've got this amazing business coach. His name's Andy Gilbert. He's a possibility thinker. Um, it's a four-day course. I can get you on it. And I went to that course, and I'll be honest, my thinking was really closed. Yeah. I was like, possibility thinking, what the hell is that? And who's this guy? And all. I, I was just an arrogant, closed-minded, little sort of narcissistical thinking, cock of all sort of, jack of all trades, like, big fish, little pond mindset, you know. And, and do you know what? Within an hour, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is – it just made sense to me. Yeah. And he teaches an amazing sort of leadership, uh, the seven, seven ways to open your thinking. And uh, he works in the corporate space, got an amazing business called Go Mad, Make a Difference. Yeah. And um, that, that bit of training uh, – 
well, it wasn't a bit, it was four days of international class business coaching training literally changed my life. So they're, they're the four things that I'd recommend uh, those conscious leaders out there, anybody in corporate, anybody actually, you don't have to be in corporate, any human being that's looking to pivot direction, change direction in their life, but they're concerned and worried, you, you totally natural, you should be a bit concerned and worried. If you're not, it's not normal. Um, <laughs> but that's not a reason not to do it. No. Um, it's not a reason to not do it. So uh, they're, they're my four things, you know, decide uh, to do it uh, and, and go all in. Give yourself a little bit of financial breathing space if it's at all possible. Uh, involve others uh, and stretch your thinking and, and upskill yourself, get, get some training, uh, push yourself out a little bit, learn some new skills. Uh, and you'll be amazed at what can happen. Yeah, I um, how would you suggest to people? So when you know I, I involve people, you quite often get the naysayers. You quite often get the people. So you're growing, you're developing, you're um, expanding your thinking, you're changing your thinking, you're doing something different. You're going into a world that you've never been in before. And I did all this in sort of 2011. Um, you become a property investor. Went from corporate learning development into property. Uh, and people around me were saying, you can't do it, it's illegal, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. So I actually stopped telling people what I was doing, a apart from the networks that I were in that were in the same mindset as me. So when you say involve people, um, very interesting if you're trying to do this thing, but you've got somebody that you're closely connected to that may be telling you not to do it because it's illegal or it's wrong or you can't do it or whatever. Involve people that have uh, elevated thinking to, to what you've got at that time. I've got those thinking, and my sister is the director of a you know large business called the Phoenix Group. She's HR uh, manager or director of, of a massive group. Uh, she's got open thinking. She stretches her thinking. She employs a possibility coach. Um, that's someone I want to involve. Um, you know, a couple of my mates in the golf club who were in their late sixties who had retired who were you know, got a problem with politics, got a problem with people, got a problem with everything, rowing to shore, like you don't want to be listening to them people. So choosing who to listen to is critical, yeah. um, absolutely critical. Um, but just remember, uh, if you listen to the opinions of others, they're just opinions and they're other people's opinions. Yeah. You've got to get your own opinions. Yeah. If you have assumption and presumption based on what other people think, just stop it. Um, you know, go towards people that are, are, are bigger than you, the bet like, bigger opportunities than you are doing bigger things than you go towards people that have done what you want to do and involve them uh, do you have mentors and coaches matt yeah absolutely i've got um i've got a voice coach i've got um a spiritual coach uh a ton yeah tonality coach i've got a presentation coach um my mentor is a guy called david hodgson who's my first boss um up in the north of england lives in a beautiful little place called Bear, um, just just past the uh, just past Lancaster, um, and and I speak to David. Um, I've got a couple of best friends who well, I've got a small group of best friends who are all entrepreneurs, professional athletes, business owners. Um, yeah, so I'm look, I, I sur surround myself as much as I can with um, you know positive, open thinkers. Um, in fact, don't mind saying that when I decided to transition from my old world to my new world, um, I probably left. 95% of the people back in the old world are still in the old world and um, I've created new possibilities, new opportunities. Yeah. And sometimes it, it's, it's definitely come at, um, an emotional um, experience. You know, it's like, hey, there's the guy that wants, like sees me and goes, hey, oh, Matt, I saw that you were speaking in, San Diego earlier this year, or I saw you in Las Vegas, or I saw you here, or I saw you in London. I'd love to do what you're doing, but I can't. And I was like, that was me. Um, so I, I kind of actually separate humans into can'ts and cans. Um, and it's, it's like, to be honest, the can'ts fall into two groups. They're the can'ts and can't can'ts, and then there's a the can't that can, can't, um, so there's like some can'ts that are just always going to be can'ts and it's never going to change. Uh, those guys, to be honest, I move away from. The can'ts that can but can't 
um, I generally can't help them. Um, and then I transition toward the cans. So I'm looking for people that can. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. So if so if <laughs> so if somebody's a can't can't rather than a can't, <laughs> so they're they're in the middle <laughs> group. <laughs> If they're a can't, 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 yeah, the, the, then I'll support them. The, that one. Until they keep saying can't. Yeah, that, so that group. My, my rule is can't, can't, can't. My rule to a can't, can't, can't is if you say can't again, I'm out. <laughs> so, so how do you get them from the can't, can, can't to a can? How do you? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, very simply, um, like, it's not my job to get a car, no. can, can't, to a can. Right. It's their job to stretch their thinking yes. and decide transition from a can't-do attitude into a can-do attitude. Yeah. And, and look, that's, that's where I think conscious leadership dwells. Uh, hey, we should be searching for possibilities. Look, the future doesn't exist. It's not real. So we have two choices. When you look forwards, you either look towards possibilities creatively yeah. and all of the things that could possibly work, or you use the past or internal fears to see all the things that won't work. Yeah. And the truth is, you're not normal if you don't have some of that thinking. Yeah. But the point is the skill uh, as a conscious leader, as an elite closer, as a salesperson at a very high level, you have to have the skill to be able to search for possibility in the future that doesn't exist by having great energy now and shaping what happens next. I love that. That's um, actually really got me thinking. So if the future doesn't exist, what is your future? No idea, Mush. <laughs> but you must, have, you must have a plan. You must have some Of course, vision. of course I have a plan. Um, <laughs> My, my plan is to um, change the world, the way the world sells and closes with great questions, no smoke and mirrors, oh, um, total transparency, Lovely. human to human. Sales should be natural and hard so that closing's easy. Yeah. And uh, that's the plan. And to bring as many people on that journey as physically possible. My academy is growing beautifully at the moment and... Um, you know, we have huge plans um, into the future that doesn't exist. And the way we stay on track for those plans is to focus on the now. So what we're amazing at uh, in the Elite Closing Academy and my business partner, Nick James, is a brilliant strategic thinker, great wide thinking, something that he'll put down to learning from me. And I learned that from Andy Gilbert. So thank you, Andy. Um, you know, what, what, we, what we focus on yeah. is what we're amazing uh, what we focus on is delivering international class training with an international class energy, with international class staff, with international class business owners, um, with a lot of love from our heart. And the way, look, the way I would sort of describe it is what I look to do is to teach sales and closing skills at a sharp technical level with a soft spirit. Uh, that's that's what I'm working towards. So that's the big plan. Um, and the truth is that I put every moment of my life into uh, my family and my business. Uh, and that's how I show what happens next. How do you, I mean, I, I know you're a, um, a, I know you're a family man. Um, how do you manage to divide your time? You know, how do you prioritise because I know I know you're passionate about your family and I know you're passionate about what, what you do. How do those two passions combine? How do you make that happen? Because you could be yeah. anywhere around the world at any point, but, you know, you still maintain your family life as well. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, I, th I think with, with an awareness, yeah. there have been challenges. You know, I've got two little girls, six and ten, and my wife and I have been married for sort of 13, 14 years. So, um, look, she understands me. I think she's quite happy for me to be in America for a few days, to be honest, <laughs> uh, from time to time. Um, 
but yeah, I think I think look, having a life partner that that understands um, that you know my passion, the drive towards my passion, which is to serve humankind in in a way that's never been done before, and to teach the world how to sell and close using their heart and their head, um, get rid of persuasion and all that tricky stuff. Um, you know, my wife understands me. So I think, I think having a life partner that, that understands you, interestingly, Kerry doesn't get involved with any of this stuff. Um, she, she's happy for me to do it. And, you know, she's got her own career in her own right, and she's a great mother, and she's a great partner. So I think the first thing is just having a, a, an understanding, and it has definitely put our relationship, and we've had some, you know, challenges with me being away in America and, and being away a lot. That, that does happen. So I think, I think the key thing is... Um, that I, I really value uh, the time with, with the family and, yeah. and we do lots of amazing things. We get out, we do stuff, we love nature. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time uh, out and about when I am home. So, yeah, I think it's, it's just about trying to get your priorities right. And I often, uh, in, in the early days, get the balance wrong and probably still get the balance wrong now. Um, but, but truthfully, I think for everybody listening to this, we all know I'm not actually a fan of the word balance. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't really understand what balance means, to be honest. Um, what What I think is, you just go towards love and passion all the time. Um, uh, it's love and passion with lots of energy. And I put the truth is, I put loads of love and passion into my family, and I put loads of love and passion into my business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it's interesting, isn't it? On the balance, it's. It's what everybody tells you to do, and it's the, probably one of the most difficult things to do because we're all on a we're all on a spectrum on everything we do, and we're never we're never bang in the middle, it, which would be your balance point if you was on a tight rope right tight rope type thing. You, you never you you might be there. I don't know a small percentage, but we're on a spectrum, and we roll from one end to the other almost permanently. Um, just recognizing when you go out of filter and you can pull it back in and to do that obviously you've got to be self-aware and conscious enough to recognize that that's happening yeah i think that's right and i mean i think this is where having great coaches and you know i know you offer both consultation and coaching yeah. to your clients and i think yeah. you know they're two different skills but i mean i've, I've got uh, in our uh in in my my immediate group i've got people who can coach me if i feel that i've got my emotions slightly out of uh, sync or um, you know, if I feel like the, the, the whole balancing thing you were just talking about, you know, if, if I need to, I, my, my advice is like talk to people, um, check in, be aware. Uh, and again, five years ago, that's not something I'd even consider. But now it's something that forms a daily part of my life. You know, I always make sure I start the day early. I clear my thinking. Yeah. Um, I make sure that I'm hydrated and stretch and get loose and, um, just I always start the day and challenge my my thinking and and fire up my thinking and um, always make sure every day of my life that I think about somebody that doesn't pay me that I can help for free for five minutes as well. Yeah. Uh, I look to make sure that I'm just grounded enough. And by the way, my wife's great at this as well. Um, like she's just so cool to have someone who's like, yeah, let's not worry about that. Let's let's talk about this. And I think. Yeah, I think um, awareness is good, but definitely having a, someone you can talk to, yeah. um, that is very helpful. Um, I wasn't going to ask you this. It's just come to my mind. Because you are a man, you are of a certain age. You're not as old as me. I know that. Um, there's a whole thing about mental health, mental awareness, um, being healthy. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on as a male linking to talking to people about mental health about um, I mean I see it as a strength I always have done um, it's partly why I do what I do you know coaching training consultancy mentoring whatever you want to call it it's partly why I do what I do um, and I've worked with a lot of people over a lot of years who perceive it to be a weakness to um, share that they've actually they actually need some help with something, um, and of course, yeah. when you don't get help, the thing just gets worse. 
yeah. which is, you know, coming back to why I do what I do. I want people to be as healthy as they can possibly be mentally, physically within their business, the whole sort of gambit. Um, and some of the some of the youngest people that I've worked with who've had a problem have been actually young, young men, as in, I say, sort of 24, 25, that sort of age. This was when I was you know, in a, a previous role and I still do it now. But women are as bad. But from a male perspective, did you have to learn how to ask for help or have you always done it? Yeah, I think I think it's a very, very powerful question. Um, well, firstly, um, my family has um, very sadly has suffered um, with two suicides. Oh, my, my nan took her own life oh. um, on my father's twenty-first birthday, and my cousin took his own life same age as me about four years ago oh, this man. November. Um, and you know, this is a very, uh, very something very close to my heart. I mean. Um, my father is uh, manic depressive and suffers with bipolar disorder. Wow. Um, my mum's battled with depression for years and years and years. I've suffered with anxiety myself. My cousin's um, got a very rare form of schizophrenia. So mental health has been in my immediate family for, for a long time. And I think, you know, I think, I think look, uh, firstly, um, the biggest or the hardest challenge, the hardest relationship in the world on the planet is the one that you've got with yourself. Yeah. And I think that goes for everybody, really. And, yeah. and it, it's such a personal thing. And for me, I grew up in rugby clubs, I grew up in football clubs, in golf clubs, around lots of males. And I, I do believe it's initially quite generational, um, to be honest. Uh, my dad, for example, was born in a tin bath in 1946 in um, you know, the centre of Birmingham. He's like a council house rat. You can't get rid of him. Uh, he, he's like a, made a grisly old bone, you know. Um, great character, um, tough, tough character. And, you know, it, it's actually showing and speaking love is difficult for my, my dad's era. And I think, you know, the biggest killer of men um, is 38 to 45 year, years old is suicide. Uh, mm. And I'm right in that category. And... You know, some of my friends have admitted having suicidal thoughts. Um, I certainly have been through that with my cousin. So, look, I think I think there is definitely more awareness now than ever before. And one of the things I've learned is is that it's uh, judgment, uh, internal judgment, and external judgment uh, is an ass, really. Yeah. And one of the things I search for is. Um, to just realise that everybody's on their own journey and if I can support or help, then then I will. And uh, I think one thing we can do to, 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 to sort of get better at this, by the way, is to ask better questions that come from a place of love. Um, in, my, in my book, by the way, Open With A Close, yeah. one, of the things I'm really, one of the things I'm really proud of is there's one that is, is in here, actually, um, is... A, a strategy or a technique which I teach called five W's and a H. Yeah. And it's all about um, six words, what, when, how, who, which, and where, that at the beginning of any sentence will engage a human being logically and emotionally and bypass the fearful aspects of their brain. So actually one of the things that we can all do around mental health and around mental awareness is when we know somebody's suffering a little bit, instead of saying like, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm great, and leaving it at that. Um, it's, it's to actually just search uh, from a place of love uh, with a better question. Um, how are you really feeling? What, what can I do to help you? What's going on? You know, yeah. to, to ask better questions yeah. and to stop spooking actually. Again, uh, this is what I love about great selling and closing is that actually, has an impact on great language uh, in your private life as well. By the way, one of the things I'm humbled with, and I haven't got a trumpet anywhere here to blow, because I'm saying it with as much sort of humility as, as physically possible, because I mean it in the right way. The thing that inspires me the most is getting a note saying, hey, Matt, not only am I making more sales and closing more congruently than ever before, um, every relationship I've got is better because of the language I'm using. And that's like really powerful stuff for me. So in answer to your, to your question, I think 
you know, I, I, I now, if I know one of my friends is a bit down or suffering, I'm not pushy. And, and I'm certainly aware if they don't want to talk about it, but I just let them know that I'm, I'm there. And, and like, it's not just, hey, give me a call if you want to, which they never do. It's like, what's going on? Look, let, yeah. let me help you. What can I help you? You know, I just ask a, a better question, really, and make sure that they realise that there's there's someone that cares. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's absolutely massive. Um, question, I mean, questions are so powerful, so 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 powerful. I listen to a lot of people making a lot of statements rather than asking questions, and I just yeah, think exactly. you know, if you asked a good question, you'd get a far better answer than from making a statement. Um, well, the the power of particularly sales and closing. And the power of consciousness, uh, conscious leading, yeah. being a great leader, yeah. being an elite closer, yeah. um, the power is in the question. You know, great sales is asking great questions. Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. As is great leadership and great management. It's making, yeah, doing it all consciously. It's asking the questions. It's finding out, going back to the root cause of the problem. And dealing with that rather than just sticking that plaster on and, and create, you know, dealing with the symptom, just getting to the root cause of the thing and dealing with it, whatever that is. The truth. What's the truth? Yeah. That's the most powerful yeah. question a human has. What's the truth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt, I'm really conscious of the time and I'm thanking you for your time. Um, I'm going My to pleasure. send the link out to your book with uh, this recording whenever it goes out, wherever it goes out. Um how can people yeah. get hold of you? Yeah, I mean, brilliant. Look, if anybody's listening to this, yeah. um, you, very kindly you can post. Look, the book's free. You've just got to cover the post and package yeah. it. Only buy it, only buy it if um, you're interested to learn more about um, how you use your heart and your head and great questions to have a congruent sales process, whether you're uh, you know, a CEO of a large corporate business all the way down to uh, a solo entrepreneur and everything in between. If you have a sales arm to your business, your product or your service, and you'd like to know a 12-step guide uh, to close deals um, with some foundational training around the human brain, the way it works, uh, how language, you can integrate language into the process and actually what the process is to go from cold to sold, then Open With The Close is a really, really good book. And, and on there, um, when you do download it, they, um, you'll get a chance to join my free communities, to connect with me on YouTube and all of the social media. I'm on all of the social media, so they can just type my name in. But the best way is to get this book. And interestingly as well, this is, I've got five steps on the journey to being an elite closer. Yep. Step one is, step one is my free content. This is step two. Uh, you also get the opportunity to go to step three, which is to buy some scripts for a few quid. But the truth is, it's level, it's step four and five, which is my three-day training, which you, you're coming on next week, yeah. um, which is just a few hundred quid to actually learn what's in the book and what we've been talking about in more detail. Um, and, and again, uh, you know, my team will, if you do buy the book, they'll probably give you a call about the training and, and how we might be able to help you. Because step five is my academy, so I've got a, a journey. Um, and I'm good with people being anywhere they want as long as they're not stale. Um, you know, that's the logical next step. But don't just stand and consume for no reason. It's like, hey, if, if I can help you, great. If I can't, well, let me find someone that can help you and then you can maybe introduce someone to me that needs my help. So, um, yeah, look, really appreciate you asking that question. And, um, you know, for those of you that do want to um, have a system to go from cold to sold, you can download the the book which is going to be in the link is that right julie you you just be able to press the link yes yeah i'll i'll get it in the link um i can get it into the link to the posts for this when this goes on to the um podcast yeah. what's the do you know off the top of your head the url well the thing to do for the podcast elite. is just go to eliteclosingacademy.com and there's yeah. all the details yeah. about the okay. training the book um and if you don't know that yeah. details about closing and sales, you know, for free anyway. So, um, but yeah, that, that's yeah. it. And I think the one thing I want to say um, as well, separate to, to how people can connect with me, which I appreciate. The one thing I want to say is, look, um, you, you do this podcast, you do all these things um, for conscious leaders. Um, yes. And I suppose from my, my place and the reason why I'm so happy to have been on is, look, I believe that 
um, when you sell and when you close consciously and from a place of love um, with great skill and you know well-trained skills so that your skills are high so that your fears are low <laughs> and that you are not just consciously but subconsciously connecting to what you could possibly do to help somebody else i think when you're in service uh, you'll always succeed in sales and closing deals and i think you know my message to everybody out there is find out what the truth is find out what people really need and then make a decision whether or not you've got the product or service that can get them the result because the bottom line is this um human beings buy from other human beings to get a result or to accelerate yeah. results or to solve a problem and when you are an accelerated result or when you are the solution to a problem uh, that's when people will come towards you yeah it's about getting the message out in the right way so people can actually hear the message isn't it yeah brilliant um and it's about connecting to that message so that it helps them that's the key thing yes yeah of course of course so selling honestly rather than selling for the sake of earning a buck or two definitely Absolutely. definitely um, Matt, thank you ever so much. Really do appreciate your time and, and the conversation. Um, and thank you for coaching me as well while we've been on the call. I've been making notes <laughs> as, we've, as I've done it. <laughs> um, thank you very much. And I'll see you next week online. Brilliant. Can't wait. Thanks ever so much. See you soon. Thank you, Matt. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it, and achieve it.